The Prayers of Many Chapter 4 Fire Corporate prayer is like kindling a fire. Acts 2 verses 1 to 4 When the day of Pentecost arrived, they were all together in one place. And suddenly there came from heaven a sound like a mighty rushing wind, and it filled the entire house where they were sitting. And divided tongues as a fire appeared to them and rested on each of them. And they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak in other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. One of the most enjoyable aspects of the winter season to my mind is lighting and being warmed by a fire in the little wood burner we have in our house. There is something fascinating and mesmerising about a fire. It not only warms the body, but often the thoughts and emotions as well. A good fire needs the right fuel. It takes time to build and takes a little planning to get going well. A good fire needs space around the structure to allow the fire to build up heat. It takes time to build momentum. I believe we have to build a culture of corporate prayer once more in the Western Church. This is not an event. It is a process. It cannot be rushed. It is as though the wood has got wet and needs drying out. I sometimes think it could take the rest of my lifetime to really see the fire catch hold in the way I believe God intends. No matter, I am happy to be a fire starter in some small way. Just as a fire in my wood burner takes a little planning, patience and the right fuel, so does a prayer meeting. Planning, patience, fuel, spaces to let the flames and heat build. I am not talking of whipping up emotion, Rather, I am suggesting that there is a way to allow the Holy Spirit to build prayer meetings into something where he is decisively active in them. How is this done? The passages above show dynamics between God and man in the context of prayer. People position themselves in prayer and God responds with his manifest presence. We must not only maintain good teaching and practice with regard to being baptised with the Holy Spirit, but also teach people how to go on being filled. The more familiarity we cultivate with the Holy Spirit and his ways, the more easily a prayer meeting will flow in the Holy Spirit. The baptism of the Holy Spirit surely must affect the gathered prayer life of the church. Prayer meetings provide an opportunity for people to learn how to flow in the gifts and ministry of the Spirit, unlike a Sunday morning, which can include a full programme. Prayer meetings, in my experience, tend to have less structure, allow space, and can and should give room for the manifest presence of God. Fire is not tidy. Corporate prayer is messy, untidy and difficult to airbrush. Fire is not tidy, especially when the sparks are flying. Sometimes contributions are a bit off-key and occasionally embarrassing. If we have sanitised church to make it look slick all the time, we have lost not only the rawness of humour interaction with God, but we have lost what family is all about as church. The church is not a West End show, and it's not a business showpiece with a keynote talk. It is a family and it is more akin to a Christmas dinner table gathering than a formal dinner jacket affair. Fire is not tidy or predictable. Fire burns and consumes. If you're someone who has the privilege of leading a prayer meeting, then I want to encourage you to allow mistakes in prayer meetings, and not be troubled by contributions that have nothing to do with what everyone else is praying about. Let it go and move on. It's easier to work with a church that has passion that needs directing than the church that has order but needs passion. In my experience, one of the best ways to see people grow in their gifting, in their passion for Christ and in his purposes, in their recognition and responsiveness to the Holy Spirit and his activity, is to expose them to and involve them in corporate prayer meetings. Leaders, church planters, evangelists, those empowering the poor and prophets can all be born in a prayer meeting. Prayer meetings, alive with the manifest presence of God, cannot help but affect those who are there, and many of those who are not as prayer is answered. It's a win-win. 
People learn how to pray and to care about the things God cares about by being in prayer meetings. Fire spreads to other wood. Even damp wood hisses a bit but eventually gets caught up in the fire. Churches that are perhaps finding charismatic life to be flagging can find themselves re-energised by hosting prayer meetings. My wood burner has a metal outer case. That's what makes it safe. If the fire was on the carpet, it would be dangerous. An out-of-control fire will burn your house down. Leadership and authority rightly create a place of safety where the fire can be lit and it can roar in great safety. Through good and God-appointed leadership, the boundaries are constructed to make the fire burn well so people have light and heat but don't get burnt. Planning a prayer meeting is so important. The content, timing, pace, leadership and flow of the meeting are crucial. We would not dream of turning up to a Sunday morning without any planning whatsoever of the content, shape and timings of the meeting. Why should we think prayer meetings require any less focus or diligence? Leading a prayer meeting requires high-caliber spiritual leadership from those with responsibility. The skin in leading a meeting is almost to make it feel like it's not being led, with seamless transitions between content and easy flow to the meeting. One church that has reinvested in corporate prayer has been Hope Church in Ipswich. I'll let Tom Scrivens, the lead elder of Hope Church, explain. Over the past few years, Hope Church has seen rather significant growth. Having multiplied to two services, we prayed as leaders and sought God for our longer-term direction and felt prompted to ask him for larger premises. With next to nothing in the bank, we had no choice but to pray, and so we embarked on a journey in corporate prayer. In January 2016, we began prayer and vision nights on the first Wednesday of each month, breaking with this pattern only to accommodate the enough half-nights of prayer. We called off midweek groups to ensure maximum attendance. Any groups discovered to be meeting on such weeks would risk incurring the wrath of the elders. From occasional prayer nights where a couple of dozen would attend, we now see upwards of a hundred to attend our prayer and vision nights, and whilst we'd love to see more coming along, we have seen the church's appetite for praying together grow hugely. Along the way, we've seen God do some incredible things in answer to prayer. A key for us has been to cast vision for these evenings in our preaching. Church leaders need to be realistic about notices. Usually this is switch-off time for the congregation as the dates and event details are available elsewhere. Strategic preach planning has been crucial and we almost always preach on prayer on the Sunday beforehand, which will include an appeal to join us at the prayer and vision night. We've been intentional in other ways and this has contributed to the momentum of these evenings. We've held our meetings in the main auditorium, capacity 200, and with a full band to lead us in praise before we pray. This sends the message to the church that we're expecting many to be present, whereas to meet in a side room and a much reduced band would send a different message. Over the course of these two and a half years, we've covered a lot of what we do in fervent prayer, and we're seeing that it works. We've recently moved to a new way of doing group, and it has meant that our pattern of prayer and vision nights has changed. But we're more convinced than ever that these are the events that truly drive our church forward in God's purposes. They are absolutely vital fueling prayer. We can all too easily think that fire and structure are in conflict, but that's just not the case. Planning to pray should fuel the fire and not put it out. I'm going to keep pushing the fire analogy. I might break it, but you'll get the point. A fire starts well when it has dry and not damp wood. A prayer meeting starts well when hearts are open and ready for God to move with the expectation that God is there. A fire grows when there is a good structure of kindling wood around the firelighter. A prayer meeting grows well when a solid agenda for prayer is set out. Timing is important. Let it build. Blow on it. Open the vents to let the small fire spread and flow. Sometimes it just takes time to get it going. 
A fire can even go out a few times and need quite a bit of attention in the early stages. This dynamic is not just about each prayer meeting, but building a culture of prayer in a church or movement. It takes patience, time, method and focus, but prayer, like fire, once lit, spreads. We often can pray ourselves into prayer. I can recall many early morning prayer meetings when I have left the house in winter half asleep and began the prayer meeting still half asleep. But as the fire grows, I often found there is a moment when someone prays something and something comes alight in my spirit. And often it is obvious everyone else has felt the same thing. I'm not alone in having that experience, as Daniel Goodman from City Church Cambridge says. I've never regretted praying. This isn't to say that I don't sometimes find it hard to pray, or that I'm not tempted to stay home from time to time, but I've prayed, I'm always glad I did. But when I've prayed, I'm always glad I did. Some of the best prayer meetings I've been part of have been ones where it feels like everyone is pulling in the same direction. Maybe a better way of saying that is that everyone is being drawn in the same direction. I think this happens when there is great unity of heart. I may not know everyone or even all speak the same languages, but you know that you're all on the same journey and the prayers just seem to flow. There are so many creative ways to pray. Prayer times for us have involved postcards, pictures, paper aeroplanes, pick and mix and puzzles, to name but a few examples. It's also encouraging when you see the impact of your prayers in an immediate way. On one occasion, someone urgently felt that we should pray for a particular family in Sweden. We found out later that that entire family had been in a serious car crash five minutes after we had prayed, but everyone in the family, pregnant mother included, were safe. We can learn how to observe and flow with a theme that develops. A subject is introduced, a song is sung, a spiritual gift, tongues or prophecy is exercised. The Holy Spirit is prompting something. One prays, others sense in their hearts an amen, a burden and emotion around what is being prayed for. Another prays in the flow of this theme, the room gets louder as the amens get added with more sense of force. Prayers leap one after another like fire as it catches on the small kindling that sparked it. Someone prays out loud for the first time. This energises the room yet further and the intensity increases. Another song picks up the theme. A wave of praying all out loud together in native tongues to those present and mixes with the gift of tongues as people overflow beyond what they can pray for with their mind. Like Paul, they begin to pray with their spirit, both with understanding and beyond understanding. It all flows together. Silence descends. We wait. Pause. There is expectation and reflection. Another subject is mentioned by the prayer meeting leader. A quicker leaping of the flames of prayer springs up. Again and again the cycle is repeated. Thanksgiving, worship, supplication and intercession, asking, asking and asking. Where did the time go? Now that is a prayer meeting. I've been in some wonderful prayer meetings where the presence of God was very striking. They remain etched on my memory. One such meeting was in Kenya. I've rarely met such intensity of intercession. This was not a hyped atmosphere, it began as our fire analogy illustrates, in a steady gentle way. At one point though, the room erupted in what seems like hours long but was probably about 15 minutes of fervent calling on God altogether. In that context, amongst all the noise, God spoke very deeply and personally to me about something he wanted me to do with him. I always find it amazing that God is able to speak in a still small voice, even in the midst of lots of noise. The church in the global south and east has much to teach the church in the west about prayer. It is not about copying style, it is about replicating values. Those who believe in prayer, pray. The west, generally, is immersed in dependence on the logical, the empirical, the cognitive. 
Too many of us in the West find it hard to connect with the spiritual side of things. Perhaps we need some cultural strongholds in our thinking to be changed.